Hello there and welcome to this episode, which is the final episode of Series 1 of My Poetry Readings Podcast with me, your host Declan Walsh, from Sligo in the gorgeous northwest of Ireland. And in each episode we revisit some of the everyday poetry that may have been part of our lives and perhaps discover some new poems along the way, while all the time not professing to be either a poet or a literary scholar. In this final and slightly extended episode of Series 1, we're going to take a look at the fascinating background and characters of On Raglan Road by a poet I featured in the very first episode, Patrick Kavanagh. And if you stay tuned to the end of the episode, I will give you some thoughts on what is coming up for Series 2. Patrick Kavanagh was born in rural Inneskeen, County Monaghan, in 1904. And having attended the local national school, Kavanagh worked as an apprentice shoemaker to his father, and then on the small family farm. In fact, his early first collection of poems were published while he was still working on the farm, and first appeared in 1928 in the Dundalk Democrat and Irish Independent. In 1939, Kavanagh joined his brother Peter in Dublin, where he became a full-time writer, contributing articles and poems to several publications, and writing as a film critic for the Irish Catholic journal The Standard. The 1942 long poem The Great Hunger and the 1948 novel Tarry Flynn challenged the romantic visions of the Irish revival writers of modest rural life and therefore allowed the later Irish poets of a rural background to find their own voice, most notably Seamus Heaney. And from 1963 to his death in 1967, he did a weekly column in the RTV, now RTE Guide. Despite saying that he felt somewhat alienated from the city, he very much became a Dublin character. And if Dublin was Cavanagh's town, then the environs of Bagus Street and Pembroke Road certainly became his parish. Following a serious illness in 1955, Cavanagh spent much of his convalescence on the banks of the Dublin's Grand Canal. The poem, Canal Bank Walk, refers to this as a time of renewal of his poetic energies, and, in some ways, he experienced a spiritual awakening of his poetry, and it flourished under a new strength of purpose. Patrick Kavanagh married his long-term companion, Catherine Barry Maloney, who was niece of the famous Irish patriot Kevin Barry, in 1967. Later that year, Patrick Kavanagh fell ill at a performance of Tarry Flynn in Dundalk, and died, only aged 63, two days later, on the 30th of November 1967, and is buried in his birthplace in Inishkeen in County Monaghan. He was described by Brenda Kennelly as disgruntled, hard to talk to, and yet totally genuine. Kennelly further commented, I'm attracted to this kind of person who can write so beautifully and yet be so inarticulate. The actor Russell Crowe is also a big fan of Kavanagh and commented, I like the clarity and the emotiveness of Kavanagh. I like how he combines the kind of mystic into really clear, evocative work that can make you glad that you are alive. He actually quoted Kavanagh during his acceptance speech for the movie A Beautiful Mind at the BAFTAs in 2002 with the beautiful short poem Sanctity. To be a poet and not to know the trade. To be a lover and repel all women. Twin ironies by which great saints are made, 
the agonizing pincer jaws of heaven. This was later cut out by the BBC, which, to put it mildly, infuriated Crow. The wonderful Patrick Kavanagh Centre was set up in 1994 and is located in Inishkeen in County Monaghan. And taking place in the last weekend each September, it hosts the annual Patrick Kavanagh Weekend, and it's a celebration of the life and work of one of Ireland's most famous and loved poets. The results of the annual Patrick Kavanagh Poetry Award, a prestigious award given to the first unpublished collection of poems in English, are also announced during the festival. And when we all can travel again, the next time you are walking down the Grand Canal in Dublin, Make sure you take a break and sit with the beautiful statue of Patrick Kavanagh on a bench near Bacchus Street Bridge. In fact, a reproduction of this bench and statue can also be found outside the Raglan Road pub in Disney World in Orlando in Florida. And if you ever fancy a pint in the Palace Bar in Dublin, a place where Kavanagh called a temple of art, make sure to check out a set of commemorative plaques on the footpath outside the bar, honouring Kavanagh, Flann O'Brien, Con Houlihan and Brendan Behan. When the Irish Times compiled a list of the favourite Irish poems of all time in 2000, 10 of Patrick Kavanagh's poems were in the top 50, and he was rated the second favourite poet behind W.B. Yeats. In order to fully understand how this poem came about, it is great to understand the characters and the environment in which it was written. On Raglan Road was written by a then 40-year-old Patrick Kavanagh for a young 22-year-old medical student, Hilda Moriarty. The road which Kavanagh wrote about is actually in Balls Bridge in Dublin and was named after Lord Raglan, an English commander during the Crimean War who used to live there. And it was on this road that Kavanagh first saw his muse, Hilda Moriarty, in the autumn of 1944. Hilda and Patrick struck up a friendship And even though she was dedicated to her medical career, she relished in befriending poets, artists and writers. In a later interview, she described how she ran into the then unemployed Kavanagh one evening in Dublin, and he told her that he had been having some difficulties writing. And while she was very kind, she would sometimes tease and say that she could well believe it, as all he was good for was writing about cattle and sheep. And could he not write something interesting for a change? She told him that he'd be far better off writing about people rather than farmyards. Now defensive, he told her that of course he could write poems about people, and indeed about women. She then described how he turned to her with great seriousness and said, In fact, I'll write a poem about you. And the result was on Raglan Road. It was first published in the Irish Press newspaper in 1946 under the title Dark-Haired Miriam Ran Away. The Miriam in question was a girlfriend of Kavanagh's brother and Kavanagh chose her name instead of Hilda's just to avoid embarrassment for himself. And even though Kavanagh wanted more than just a friendship, Hilda later stated that the relationship would not have worked out simply due, among other things, to the age gap that existed between them. On Raglan Road made his second appearance in print when it was published in Kavanagh's Collected Poems in 1964, and by then was described as a song lyric. Along with a change in the title, another change from the original 
dark-haired Miriam ran away, is the line, Synthetic sights and fish dim eyes, and all that's loud display, which now became the famous line, The queen of hearts still making tarts, and I not making hay. The now famous queen of tarts, Hilda Moriarty, pursued her medical career and became a doctor. She married the Fianna Fáil government minister, Donna O'Malley, who was responsible for introducing free secondary education into Ireland by making the now famous speech, without the knowledge or sanction of either the Department of Education or Finance, on Saturday the 10th of September 1966, and it's seen as a milestone in Irish history. Her interest in politics led to an unsuccessful run against Donna's nephew, Desi O'Malley, for the seat left vacant by her deceased husband in 1968. However, she never forgot the ploughman poet, and when Patrick Kavanagh was laid to rest in Enniskeen, Hilda sent a wreath of red roses in the shape of a letter H. Hilda Moriarty died in 1991, and on the morning of her burial, the Taoiseach of the day, Charlie Hawhey, read on Raglan Road into the record of the Irish Parliament, the Dáil. On Raglan Road by Patrick Kavanagh On Raglan Road on an autumn day I met her first and knew that her dark hair would weave a snare that I might one day rue. I saw the danger, yet I walked along the enchanted way and I said, let grief be a fallen leaf at the dawning of the day. On Grafton Street in November, we tripped lightly along the ledge of the deep ravine where it can be seen the worth of passion's pledge. The queen of hearts still making tarts and I not making hay. Oh, I love too much and by such and such is happiness thrown away. I gave her gifts of the mind. I gave her the secret sign that is known to the artists who have known the true gods of sound and stone and words and tint. I did not stint, for I gave her poems to say. With her own name there and her own dark hair like clouds over fields of May. On a quiet street where all ghosts meet, I see her walking now away from me so hurriedly. My reasons must allow that I have wooed, not as I should, a creature made of clay. When the angel woos, the clay he'd lose his wings at the dawn of day. People will recognise the lyrics as that of a famous song, as well as a poem and the story behind how it became an iconic song is also quite intriguing. The song, as we all know as Raglan Road, combines the lyrics of Kavanagh's poem to the air of the song The Dawning of the Day. And The Dawning of the Day is, in fact, a combination of two old Irish airs. The first one, Fáinne Gadan sometimes called the Golden Star, is an air by the harpist Thomas Connellan from the 17th century. And the second is an Irish language song with the same name, Fáinne Gallan was published in 1847 by Edward Walsh and was later translated into English as The Dawning of the Day. 
Benedict Kiley, the Irish writer and broadcaster, was working with Kavanagh in the Irish paper The Standard and has recalled, with great affection, how he was the first, or at least one of the first people, to see the words of Raglan Road badly written out in pencil and how Kavanagh asked him if he thought the poem could be sung to the air of the dawning of the day. So, as he recalls, they raised their voices to a cacophony that fortunately nobody was there to hear, but they duly found out that that combination would work. Twenty years after it had been written, Kavanagh approached the famous Irish singer Luke Kelly from the Dubliners in the Bailey Bar in Dublin in 1966 and asked him would he sing something that had been written back in the 1940s to the tune of the dawning of the day. The rest, as they say, is history. The song is now a staple in the Irish songbook and has been covered by numerous artists, which are too many to mention. However, the most recognisable Irish names include Van Morrison, Dermot Kennedy, Damien Dempsey, Sinead O'Connor, Mary Black, Glenn Hansard and Dervish, while it has been internationally covered by the likes of Mark Knopfler, Roger Daltrey, Billy Joel and Ed Sheeran. And the links to some of these performances are included in the show notes below. However, I think it is generally agreed that the original by Luke Kelly still remains the definitive version, and I'm going to play a little bit of this for you right now. On Raglan Road Of an autumn day I saw her first and knew That her dark hair would weave a snare That I might one day rule I saw the danger and I passed Along the enchanted way And I said, let grief be a fallen leaf At the dawning of the day On Grafton Street in November We tripped lightly Of a deep ravine where can be seen The worth of passion's pledge The queen of hearts still making tarts And I'm not making hay Oh, I loved too much and by such by such is happiness thrown away I gave her gifts of the mind I gave her the secret sign that's known to the artists who have known 
the true gods of sound and the stone and word and tin to without stint. I gave her poems to say with her own name there and her own dark hair like clouds over fields of May on a quiet street where old ghosts meet I see her walking now away from me so hurriedly my reason must allow that I had loved not as I should a creature made of clay when the The clay he'd lose his wings at the dawn of day. Oh, I don't think you can ever get tired of listening to Luke Kelly sing on Raglan Road. And if you have some time, you should also check out a wonderful award-winning film commissioned this year by Monaghan County Council to celebrate the poetry of Patrick Kavanagh and the landscape that inspired his craft. And I've included a link to this short 15-minute film called Patrick Kavanagh, The Pincer Jaws of Heaven in the show notes below. Well, we're coming to the end of this extended episode of the My Poetry Readings podcast. And I hope you've enjoyed the reading and a little bit of background to Patrick Kavanagh and the wonderful poem on Raglan Road. Now, normally I would sign off by saying I'd be sharpening the quill for the next episode. However, this is the last episode of Series 1. And I'm off to explore some new material for Series 2. I'm looking to combine some of more modern Irish poetry with some international poets, and all the while not forgetting about the deep well of the tradition of Irish poetry. And with that in mind, I would love to hear any comments or feedbacks that you have, or indeed any suggestions that you have for a future reading in Series 2. In the meantime, please subscribe to My Poetry Readings wherever you get your podcasts or the YouTube channel. And if you think anybody else would like to join us in this journey, please share it with them also. And a review on Apple Podcasts would also help spread the word. And you can also follow the podcast on our Facebook and other social media platforms. And the links to all of these are included in the show notes below. And keep an eye out on social media for Series 2 over the next couple of months. Many thanks to all of you who have already subscribed and listened, and I really enjoy getting to know these poems again, and I hope you have also. Coming out of this, I've also got a chance to work with Sligo County Council and Lockery Distillery on some projects, and that has been great, and thanks to everybody involved in those. So, for the last time in Series 1, thanks for listening. See you in Series 2, and until next time, Slong Fall. <laughs>